0: Good morning again. So we have a great joy today to be able to come forward for us together as family, as a church family, and look into the Christmas story one more day. And I don't know about you, but I have really enjoyed singing these Christmas carols, these Christmas songs every week. And there's something fun about singing these songs every year, these songs which have such deep meaning within us. And I felt kind of bad, as I, I know we've repeated songs along the way, and even tonight as I asked Brian to sing a certain song for tonight's Christmas Eve message, I may have already sung that song a number of times, but there's songs which have such deep meaning within us, and sometimes there's songs that we grew up singing so often, the, the words should bring such power into our lives. Well, the same is true today, as I talked about Christmas stories in the Bible, but also Christmas stories in our life. You know, I love Christmas movies, too. And I'm not sure if anybody saw it, but on the Bloomer Baptist Church Facebook page uh, about a, a couple weeks ago, I posted, if you had to get rid of one Christmas movie, what would it be? And a number of people said Rudolph. A number of people said Frosty the Snowman. But there were, there were a lot of movies that I couldn't name, because you only have so many choices in the matter. But i love christmas movies some of my favorites would be a white christmas um, elf <laughs> okay see just the very name of elf brings smiles to your faces it's a funny movie now that doesn't necessarily bring about the true meaning of christmas though it's much more about santa claus but we have a wonderful life we have the christmas story and I had to I had to remind myself to say a Christmas story because I always just think of it as the Red Ryder BB Gun movie. But we we've got the Christmas movies such as the National Lampoons Vacation. Never been a fan of that one, I've got to admit, but some of you I'm sure love that movie. Or maybe you love the Santa Claus movies. I know my wife loves the Santa Claus movies, and a number of you do as well. I even see some fingers some fingers pointing at people in the in the congregation. But, I do want to start with reading some words from another famous Christmas movie. And this famous Christmas movie is probably a favorite of a lot of people in here, because it's Charlie Brown's Christmas. And the quote from Charlie Brown is, doesn't anyone know what Christmas is all about? Now, of course, the whole movie, the whole show goes about with Charlie Brown trying to to quiz people on this and talk to people about this and trying to figure it all out. But ultimately, it comes down to this Linus reads from the King James Version, scripture reading from Luke chapter 2, eight to, 8 to 14. And I'm reading it in the King James Version because just like we get used to hearing Christmas carols sung a certain way, sometimes the Christmas story can bring power read a certain way as well because it's how we were brought up. So Luke chapter 2, 8 to 14, read this. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ Jesus the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. That's how Linus ends that message. That's what Christmas is all about. Today we continue to talk about Christmas as when the fourth Sunday of the Advent, and we focus on love. Jessica did and her family did a great job talking about the Advent and talking about love this morning. And tonight, with candlelight service, we'll be able to light that final candle, the white candle in the center for Christ. As we focus on Christ, the newborn King. But what exactly is love? And more specifically, what would the world be like without love? Not simply the love between a boyfriend and a girlfriend, a husband and wife, a father and a daughter or son, but all love. And especially the love of God. Because love is like the glue that holds the world together. And I don't think we truly realize how much love is in the world. Imagine life without love. So, to continue, I thought about reading these words. But I found a great little clip to show you this morning. That illustration, as it shows so the person writing out this Christmas card or this letter, ending with writing out that statement, what is love again? That seems a good reminder to us that as we celebrate Christmas today and tomorrow, as we've been celebrating Christmas, to a lot of people, they don't know what true love is. To a lot of people, this is a very hard time of year. As maybe they miss loved ones, or maybe they've fallen upon hard times. As we celebrate Christmas with buying gifts for one another, maybe a lot of people are not able to buy gifts for one another. Because of that, they're feeling depressed, upset, angry with themselves for not feeling good enough or with the world. I like him there that said, What is love? And talked about without love, sacrifice is great foolishness. Without love. I don't think you really think about how much love goes into things, such as giving to the poor, giving to the needy. I also like the ending, how he ended up throwing the card away. And the post office box was right there, but also the trash can was right there, and he threw it away, and it gives us this thought, or it gives us the ability to continue to think as he walked down the road, as he's walking, thinking about putting that card in the mail. Why did he throw it away? Now, I would like to hope that it's because as he walked and put it in the mail, he realized what love was. Maybe he was able to see the people showing love to those around him. Or maybe because he just felt like it was hopeless. He didn't know what love was. Maybe he's still searching. And I'm hoping that today as we look to a lot of examples from Scripture as to what love is, that each and every one of you will be able to stop people on the street, people like him, And you'll be able to ask them, do you know what love is this Christmas season? I was searching and searching this week, attempting to find some great illustrations or examples to what love is from my life. And God was delivering in amazing ways, but not ways I would ever think of. So as I was searching, I was able to see a woman fighting for her kids, despite the consequences, the pain it was causing her in her life. Despite feeling hated upon, neglected by her family, she showed love to these children as she continued to passionately care about only not about herself, but about them and going through the hard time to help them. But it didn't stop there. Next, I was able to witness people going out of their way to bless a family, a local family, and to show them love to someone in need that found themselves here at Christmas time without the many things that we have and we take for granted. They were able to bless somebody else and give them extra things that were sitting around their house and to love them. But then to top it all off, and then this might give you a little laugh, I found myself sucked into not just one, but two of their sappy, hallmark Christmas movies. You know, the type that, no matter how much you want to say, that doesn't, it kind of brings a tear to your eye. And I found a couple things in common about all of these, and even the Hallmark Christmas movies. The people were willing to do anything for the power of love. They they were willing to change their lives. They were willing to go through the inconvenience, the pain, the sacrifice, and give up a lot, all for that love. Now, of course, the Hallmark movies, we all know, even though it's a Christmas movie, it's generally focusing upon a new girlfriend or a new wife or a new mom for the child. But we also see the real-life examples around you, and I can guarantee that if I would have asked you last Sunday, this week, look forward to seeing your life, for example, the love, you would have found that love yourself. Because there, is, there are examples all around us. We just fail to see it because we're not really looking But this led me to answer the question, how does God show us love? And love, I found, appears in the Bible roughly, depending on your translation, 551 times. The word love appears in the Bible. 551 times. Allow me to read some of them to you. And I don't have them up on the, the slides, but if you'd like a copy of them later, let me know. I can email you a copy of my sermon. We start off with John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he sent his one and only Son, that whosoever believeth in him may have eternal life. Romans 5.8. God shows us his love in this. Yet while we are still sinners, Christ died for us. Romans eight thirty eight to thirty nine. For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers. Nor heights, nor depths, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. John 15, 13, greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. So now faith, hope, and love abide. These three, but the greatest of these is love. Jeremiah 31, 3. The Lord appeared to him from far away. I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, I have continued my faithfulness to you. Love is strong as death, as we read in Song of Solomon 8, 6 to 7, where it tells us, Set me as a seal upon your heart, as a seal upon your arm. For love is strong as death. Jealousy is fierce as the grave. Its flashes are flashes of the fire, the very flame of the Lord. Many waters cannot quench love, neither can floods drown it. If a man offered for love all the wealth of his house, here be utterly despised. I like where it says, many waters cannot quench love, neither can floods drown it how powerful love is. It cannot be drowned out because love comes from God. And in Psalm 103 we read, the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Abounding in love. Psalm 103 17, but the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him and his righteousness to children's children. And finally, Psalm 63 3 because your steadfast love is better than life. My lips will praise you. Today we're obviously looking at love. But more importantly, we're looking to what God's Word has to say about God, about love. What God Himself has to say about love. And we look to the Christmas story for how this love came down to us. We have such scriptures, what I said, these many random verses of love. But God wants us to understand love so much that He even gives us extended scripture, such as 1 Corinthians chapter 13, where we have what many refer to as the love chapter, one of the love chapters. This tells us more how to love. And I've used it many times as I've counseled couples and I've looked to my own life and as I've prepared people for marriage. This is quite familiar to you, I'm sure, as we read... Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. We read in the beginning, if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love." I am a noisy gong, or a clanging cymbal. It's kind of powerful, isn't it? I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love. I am a noisy gong, or clanging cymbal. It is important to show love to everyone in our life. But in 1 John, where we're focusing today, we see the ultimate example of God is love. So if you turn with me to... 1 John chapter 4, I'm going to be starting at verse 7. And when we think of love, we must first look to God. We must also see that here in 1 John, we also see the true meaning of Christmas. We also see five reasons why Christians are to love. Five examples for us to our own lives. So if you're able to, and if you're not asleep, I'd like to ask if you'd please stand for the reading of God's word. Haven't made you do that yet. But I think there's power in God's word, it brings authority so that you can stand. In 1 John chapter 4, and it's not up on the board, but you're welcome to turn in your own Bibles or the Bibles in the pews there. We read this, starting at verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God.
1: Try to bow your head to we
0: prayer over what we did today. Lord, I thank you for the scripture that you've led us to today. And if we look to discovering your love and how we too are to love, the five reasons that you give us here in this set of scripture, I pray that we can evaluate our lives, Lord, and you can lead us in a way to discover new ways to love one another, as your word tells us to do. Thank you giving us your word, giving us his power in our life. Your holy and powerful name of Christ. Amen. Verse 7 to 8 starts us off great. And it's also John starting us off with these five reasons why Christians love. So number one, which we can start right off, is the obvious reasons why Christians, why we should love. And that is, God is love. God is love. Where we already read a lot of verses about this. But the purpose I wanted you to see is that God is love. And with that, we see that it is the very essence of who he is. It's one of his attributes. When you talk about the character of God, we see over and over again that God is love. It's like a perfume, a sweet cologne, which naturally fills the world around him because of who he is. And time and time, and time and time again, we see how he continues to show us this love and give us this love, despite what we deserve. Love is shown in all he is and does, and that's even when he punishes or when he judges. Because everything he does is in love. This makes me think of myself as a father, or maybe our fathers, our mothers. As we love our children, we discipline them. And it's not because we hate them. It's not because we, we despise them. It's because we love them. And we want them to learn in a way which helps them to choose the right path, to make the right choice the next time. Now, as a father as a, and as a sinful person, we don't always discipline in the right way. Maybe our <coughs> discipline doesn't always show our love how it should. But God is love. And as we see how He directs our path daily, We can see that love in all of the choices He makes for our lives. And this is why why we find that God is who we should look to for reasons on why we should love. His word guides us. His life guides us. As we look to His examples in Scripture, we see what is best for our lives. And the world may tell us to operate a certain way, to walk a certain way, to do a certain thing. But we also see that there's consequences to living that life. But we see as we live in God's way, it is a life of love. It leads me to also point out that verse 7 tells us to love one another. And as we read on, we see that if we do not love one another, we must not truly know God. That's a pretty convicting statement. If we do not love one another, we must not love God. You see, a relationship with Christ as their Savior should naturally result in us wanting to love one another. We have seen God's love in our lives and received this gift of eternal life. We've seen this just such a great example of love that all we want to do is tell everybody about it. So, think about this Christmas movie. So, we talked about it at the beginning of, of the sermon. Maybe you, you saw a new movie this this. Christmas season. It sounds weird they say this Christmas season I refer to Star Wars. But, there's a lot of new movies out there and when you see that movie, that movie that you really enjoyed, or maybe it's a life experience, maybe it's something else that you did this week, you want to tell everybody about it. Because you're excited about it. You just couldn't believe how great it was. Well, you have been shown this ultimate example of love. You've gotten what you don't deserve. All we deserve is hell for our sins and for not... For are not serving God in all we have. For our sins, we deserve hell, and yet God sent His one and only Son to die for us. That is love, a love that we should want to show everybody in our lives. So, number two, if we love and we follow God's example to us, as we see that He sent His Son, Jesus, to be born into the world and to die for the world. God became man, a baby for you. This is Christmas. This is what Christmas is all about. is remembering that God became man. And that man, Jesus, was not born just to be a baby. Was not born just to be another human. But he was born to be a man which would ultimately die for us. He was willing to go so far for us. To restore right relationship with us, with God, with our Father. That is love. To go to the ends of the earth. For us, this is love. We should put aside our lives to serve others. We should sacrifice ourselves to serve others. Our wants, our desires, our needs. Sometimes we have too much. We have so much that we should be putting aside to help others. Our cup overflows with the blessings and the materialism of living in our area. We need to share that with other people. Share the love. And number three of the five reasons why Christians love is if we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. God's love may be hard for the world to see, but they will be able to see it in you and in the church and in our testimony and actions because of him being in our lives. We like to pray things, or at least I do. I I like to end my prayer in God. Help us to glorify you in all things. But if you look to your actions, are you truly glorifying him in all things? We should be living in such a way that as we recognize the love that we have, we naturally want to show that love to the world. And not just the love of giving them a gift card, giving them some chocolates, but we make sure they know where true love comes from. We make sure they know what love is all about. And love is all about God. Desiring a relationship so much with us that in the very beginning he created us. And then even when we sinned against him, he didn't allow us to live in sin. But he created a plan to restore us back to right relationship with him. And although we are still sinners, and we are, and every day we make bad choices against him, we have Jesus. Born, of a ba- born as a baby, God becoming man to save us. Number four is Christians love as an assurance of God's presence in their lives. As we see this love naturally coming out of us and becoming more and more of a natural character of us, we know that God is within us because we start to see the character of God being shown in how we're trying to live. Every single day we should be trying to walk as Christ. And to live as God's word tells us to live. Now, I'm from the 90s, and I remember the what would Jesus do bracelets. I'm sure many of you guys had what would Jesus do bracelets, right? Well, there's a problem with those bracelets. A lot of us would wear those bracelets because it was a fad, it was a fashion. But too often we didn't really think about what it really meant. Jesus went all the way to show us love. Do we go all the way to show the people in our lives love? Do we take a minute out of our day with our family get-togethers, which are happening this week, and maybe think of somebody else who is missing their loved one this Christmas, and just give them a call and ask them, hey, how are you doing? I want you to know I'm praying for you and I'm here for you. Would you like to just talk? Tell me some of your Christmas traditions which you had growing up. Help them remember the good times. And help him to see how he is still loved by God. And he's still loved by you as well. And as these natural characteristics, these natural examples of love come flowing out of your life, you can, be, you can be assured that God is within you. Number five, love is our confidence as we look towards judgment. We need not worry about the future about God's wrath or judgment, for we know that God's love was shared with us. And was in us through Christ's life, death, and resurrection. We know there will be a day that we stand before our Father. We stand before our Creator, God, our Lord. But we, don't, we do not have to fear that judgment, that tribulation. Because we know that God shared that love with us. We know that we accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior. We accepted that gift of love. And as we talked last week, that's like a gift under the tree, but we must open it. I pray and I hope that you open that gift. And I pray that as you have that gift, you use that gift. And we show one another love. So what is love? What is life without love? As we look to many examples today, we're able to see the true meaning of Christmas. The birth of Jesus has meaning for life, but we must not just look to the present, We must not just look to the future, but we must also look to the past. And in 1 John chapter 4, verse 9, we read, In this the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent His only Son into the world so that we might live through Him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation of our sins, for our sins. The promises being fulfilled through the birth of Christ is what leads us to our future with Emmanuel, God with us. I think sometimes we fail to remember the sacrifice that God made, even in just sending his son to be a baby. We like to remember the sacrifice made upon the cross, but you think about the sacrifice of Jesus just being born. This was God, Jesus, the son of God, being born as a baby. Being born as a man. And then the whole story of Christmas. Think of Mary. This unmarried woman being pregnant with a baby. Not planned. But not just that. Pregnant with the Son of God. The Messiah. The Savior of the world. Can you imagine the pressure that was on her? And yet she showed love in all of her actions. She glorified God and how she responded. Sometimes we're dealt with an unplanned future. Sometimes things happen to us in life that we can't control. And we need to remember to continue to look to God for the ultimate example of what love is, what joy is, what peace is, what hope is. We look at His words to remind us how we should respond in those situations. As I close... Yeah, we're actually ending a little earlier today. Merry Christmas. (laughs) I'd like to pray a prayer. So if you could close your eyes and just focus on these words. God, give us love. For the love you give is eternal. Give us love when all we see is hate. Love that goes beyond the 24-7, the 365 days in the year, 70 times 7. Give us love when the world seems cold. Love when we see others in need. Love when Christmas feels like everything is not. Or like simply another day of the week. Something else to stress about. Give us love for each other so we can make a difference. Give us love when we feel like nothing is going for us. When our cup feels empty. And let us share that love with others when our cup feels full. A contagious love. A love that cares for the stranger. A love which gives blankets to those in need. A love which restores people's hope in Christ. We long for your presence and love. We long for you to be with us. Amen. Well, give us love. Amen.